Uh, yeah, he gon' need a medical nurse. Yeah, crippin' off his head, I know it hurt. Yeah, mud pie making me dirt. Yeah, we gon' need some steel for these curves. We got black and gold killers on your turf. That's black and gold killers on your turf. Still a nation, what's going on? This your man Kevin, aka Kevizy. You are here now listening to the Stills for Seven podcast, episode 63. This is the first one before the game, so you already know we're gonna predict and go through and see what we have to. What's on the tape? What's on the docket when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Detroit Lions in the second preseason game? Our third preseason game, but the second week of the preseason. Big Ben is playing in this game, y'all. Now, don't trip. Don't trip. It's a lot of people out there saying, why Ben is playing so early? I just said it. This is our third game. Our third game. Let's see Ben in the offense now. So we're going to finally see Ben in the Matt Canada offense. We're going to see Ben running around, rolling, 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 rolling out the pocket. And we're going to see what happens. Is it going to lead to a first down or touchdowns? No interceptions. We don't need none of that. All right. So um, what I'm expecting, well, before I begin to all that, what a week, right? Uh, last podcast, I touched on us signing Joe Schobert. He uh, was from the. He played on the Cleveland Browns. He was, if you're not familiar, he was the guy picking off Mason Rudolph a lot, you know. And um, he played with the Jaguars last year, and they try to say last year was a down year, even though he had 141 tackles. But I digress. <clears throat> He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers now. He has a week under his belt. We're going to see him in this game. We're going to be able to see if it's going to be an immediate impact or this guy is going to take a couple weeks to get all right under the ready to go, locked and loaded, ready to go. But I honestly think he's going to be fine. Joe Schobert, he has a week. He had a full week of practice. Everyone's happy about him. He's happy to be the Pittsburgh. We're going to really see, man. We're going to really see. But back to Big Ben. Now, Big Ben was quoted saying, I want as many reps as I can in this preseason versus the Lions. How many many reps is that exactly? Now, me, I'm seeing Big Ben maybe in there for a series or two. Only a series if Big Ben scores on that first drive. If it's like a field goal, maybe he'll come back out there the second time around. But I'm not expecting to see Big Ben a whole lot in this game, especially if we're planning on playing Ben again next week. If we play Ben again next week, maybe that's when we get that quarter. You know, that'll be the dress rehearsal for Ben. But I think for this game, just to get his feet wet, probably a series or two. Because we still had to really figure out what's going on with Mason and Dwayne Haskins. I feel like Dwayne Haskins has the edge and maybe the, I guess, most people. 
I want to say like maybe more people than more people support Dwayne Haskins getting that job over Mason Rudolph. But you still have to see it, you know, and we I honestly feel like we're putting Mason out there to get some type of tape out there. So just in case a team needs a backup or whatnot, just trade, just try to trade. I, I feel like we're not really trying to let Mason go for nothing. I'll, we're definitely not trying to have Dwayne Haskins go for nothing, even though we got him for basically nothing. He's still value there. So you don't want to let either one of those guys go for nothing. So I think giving Mason all the opportunities he can get to show other teams or possibly the Pittsburgh Steelers that he's the guy or he's a guy that you should, you know, ride with. And Dwayne Haskins is out to prove the same thing, whether it's to the Pittsburgh Steelers or to another organization that, hey, man, that first run in Washington wasn't it. I'm a new man now. Um, I'm more focused. I'm more dedicated. I'm ready to go. I'm locked in. And, hey, man, we're going to find out. I think that's more so what we're going to see in this game and maybe the last game. Well, these last three games, I think this is going to be a fight to the end. Um, But you have plenty, plenty battles that's going on during this game. And I guess what I want to do is I've seen SB Nation. Shout out to SB Nation. They put out a prediction of our, I want to say, our 53-man roster. Yeah, we we, we uh, probably a week or two away, about a good two weeks away. Um, but I find it interesting that they – Probably one of the first ones to give they 53 out at this point. So what I want to do is, at the, at the same time, trying to speak on what's going on in this Lions game and what I, what I want to see from this Lions game, uh, I'm try, going to try to attack this thing. Just follow me. Follow me. Take a journey with your boy. Offense, quarterbacks, we was already kind of there. Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. That seems to be the, and it, this is two lists here between Dave and Jeff. Shout out to those guys, you know, SB Nation. I'm not going to go to the why. I'm going to just go to the actual names they pick and give you my opinion on if I feel like they may have left someone out or they count someone out or did they hit it right on the head. Now, both of them has Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins. Which, you know, sounds like, hey, yeah, that's obvious. That's obvious. But I personally don't believe that Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins is going to be on this roster together. I don't see that happening. You know, so I would have to disagree with both of these fellas on that. Um, Josh Dobbs didn't really look too good in the Eagles game. But for a third emergency guy, I would rather have a guy that's headstrong like um, Josh Dobbs over somebody probably like a Mason if he gets the third job because if Mason end up being that third guy, we ha- we're dealing with a confidence issue. We don't know, you know, we're not gonna really know. Like don't, Josh Dobbs, I feel like he kind of understands his role as of now, 
um, he may has he may have more aspirations to be a starting quarterback for another team or the Stills or whatever. Like that might he might want that, but from what we see now, from where his career has been, is that okay? This is your role for right now, and I think Josh Dobbs will be a better third option than either Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. You know, that's just my opinion on that. I think having Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins on the same team would do a disservice to the emergency quarterback, which is the third guy. Um, but other than that, that I, I agree with having Big Ben. Like, each one of these guys. Me, I prefer Haskins over Mason because I feel like Haskins gives us a little bit more, especially with the offense we're going to be running. Um, well, more kind of quarterback movement. Play action and whatnot. Dwayne Hatch doesn't got the he just have to remember where to roll out. <laughs> so we don't need any more botch plays, bro. Um, but Mason Rudolph, he don't really move that well. So it's kinda like, all right, man. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Running backs. Now this right here to me is one of the top five hmm, I wanna say most interesting rooms on the team. The running back room. Because we have so many running backs to actually pick from. And before I even get into the running backs, just to top off the uh, quarterback situation, for what I'm expecting in the Lions game, my eye's not really going to be on the quarterback situation. I'm going to really be watching how Big Ben looks in the offense. But as the game goes along, you have your Masons and you have your Dwayne Haskins and Dobbs or whoever is in there. That's where I'm gonna kind of be focusing on other positions. So I'm not. I'm when it comes to quarterbacks versus the Lions, I'm only interested in Big Ben's drive uh, or series or couple series or how many how many series he plays. That's really my only concern I'm gonna have. All right, but running backs now. You have Dave here. He says, Najee Harris. I think that's clear cut for everyone across the board in Steeler Nation. Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, and Kalen Balazs. Now, both of these guys have us keeping four running backs. Now, do I think we're going to keep four running backs? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't think so. I think we're going to keep three. But... Just because I feel like Derek Watt is going to be used just a little bit more. There's no reason to really have four running backs on an active roster if you can basically have three capable guys. But both of them basically have the same guys. You have Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, Kalen Balazs. Leaving out Trey Edmonds. Leaving out... um, Jalen Samuels, who I think consensus say that he's definitely on his way out of here. We have the the Brooks guy, um, what's his name, Brooks Johnson, and the Guerrero fella. Like, it's a couple guys, it's a couple guys. I think the last two names I named is more so like bodies, no disrespect. You know, just, just camp bodies that can possibly open an eye for another team practice squad or, you know, you never know what happens. You never know what happens. 
But as far as me, if I had to pick four, like I said, I have three. And my three would be Najee Harris, Anthony McFarlane, and Kalen Wallage. But if I had to pick four, I haven't seen Benny Snell this year. Benny Snell has been, you know, nicked up to the point that we didn't see him. So it's not fair for me to say that we should keep Benny Snell over a Jalen Samuels who's actually working out there. Yeah, he's having – he's proved that he can't be a three-down back, but he can be a capable third-down guy. Capable. And if Benny Snell can't get on the field before we out, before the Bills game, how can I have confidence in that? Him being the number two guy or the number three guy, where I don't even know if he progressed this year. I heard some things about when he was in camp, you know, early on, but I heard some other things too. So I heard both sides. So I just want to be sure that I'm getting a, a better product, better Benny Snell than last year, than if I'm going to put stock into him being on this 53. But he deserves the right to be, I guess, evaluated from his play. And he just got to get on the field. He got on the field and he shows up. So, all right, cool. Let's get him back in the fold. Maybe we'll keep four. Maybe. But maybe him not playing, maybe that's the way that we keep four. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I think if anything out of these four that they have up here, you'll probably trade Jalen. I'll trade Jalen Samuels for Benny Snell. Um, but that's, that's just my point on that. What I'm expecting from the running backs in this game I'm expecting a little bit, a little bit more from Najee because Ben is in there, so I'm expecting a lot of Najee, Najee, uh, while Ben's in there, and then once Ben is out, I feel it's okay. We were like, all right, Najee, you can kind of get out. Now it's the if Kalen Balaj is able to go, all right, let's get him in there. Anthony McFarland, let's get him in there. If Benny Snell is able to go, let's get Benny in there. You know, it's more so after Najee, who's who's going to take the next step? Cause I feel like all Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, Kalen Balaj is somewhat on the same level as far as who's going to get the next spot. So, like I think it's a daily thing of who's number two, three, or what it, you know, so on and so forth. But this game, I'm expecting to see who's going to be the clear cut number two guy. That's what I'm looking for out the running backs in this game. Fullbacks, they have Derek Watt, of course. You know, Trey Edmonds, it's hard to just say that, yeah, all right, Trey Edmonds is the odd man now. It's hard to say because it's not like he's not capable. He's, he's great on special teams. But at the same time, Derek Watt, I'm hearing he's supposed to be being used more in special teams, used more, uh, period. So I would have to lean towards Derek Watt over Trey Edmonds. In worst-case scenario, Trey Edmonds will be around if we need him. It's kind of been like that when it came to him. It's not. I'm not really looking forward to anything uh, out the running backs, I mean, out the fullbacks. And I guess it's like a goal line. 
and we need the fullback and see how they push the power, or gig at the rock and have to get a yard. You know, other than that, I'm not really looking for not looking for anything for the fullbacks just to, you know, just do their jobs, keep competing, do their thing, special teams. Wide receiver, probably the number one hottest room on the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as talent, we're deep. We're deep. We're about, like, eight, nine deep, you know? And this is interesting because I already know for a fact. I'm not even looking at what they pick. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, I know some names in here. I'm not going to agree with all of their picks. But let me go with Dave here. Dave says, Juju Smith-Schuster, of course. Deontay Johnson, of course. Chase Claypool, of course. James Washington, we don't know because he may get traded. We don't know. He may get traded. Quick update on that. In the beginning, I said, yo, James Washington asked for a trade. Then Mike Tomlin came out and said he didn't ask me anything. Then recently, James Washington was interviewed, and he was quoted saying that is a personal conversation. Instead of straight up dead in the situation, he kept the situation bubbling by saying it's a private conversation. I ain't mad, though. I ain't mad, though. Um, James Washington, I believe the consensus of still a nation is that he's definitely underutilized. And we're not mad if he want to get traded, yo. We're not mad at all, at all. We're we're deep like that in that room where it's like, all right, bro, we got you, but the room is full. You know, just try to do – we'll try to get the best for you, you know. Um, and Ray Ray McLeod. Now, both Dave and Jeff has the same – you know, starting five there. And I will have to probably agree. I feel like I haven't seen enough of Ray Ray McLeod this preseason. And I felt like he disappeared. I haven't really heard his name or anything in the past week or two. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to see. But... I don't know. He gives us a lot in the return game. Like, he's like a gadget guy. He's a guy where it's like, all right, he can be our secret weapon. But you cannot die, deny a Cody White that has been turning up in practice in preseason so far. Uh, Mariko Bussey, who was a camp star and, you know, had a solid game uh, against the Eagles. Um, Anthony Johnson, who's been making plays on offense and special teams. We Isaiah McCoy got cut. But I would be honest, if I was to make these cuts today, Ray Ray McLeod might be on the outside looking in, and I might have to have either Anthony Johnson or Cody White in there. I don't know, man. I don't know. So if we had to stop today and say, yo, Kev, you got to make the cuts based off what you've seen and heard this year from just this year, my five would be Juju. Like, the, the top four, we're going to have to just say that. It's basically the fifth spot, right? And we're going to assume James Washington is on the team, so we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're not, we're not going to really mess with that spot. So the top four is good. But the fifth guy, I would have to probably say Anthony Johnson, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not going to lie. It can change, and it's that type of deal. Like, it can change after this game tomorrow, 
it can change the week after. And so like it's that type of thing. We're so deep in like in when it comes to receiver. I don't know, bro. It's just I don't know what we're gonna do, man. I don't know what we're gonna do, but shout out to the guys that don't make it and the guys that don't make it and we keep you on a practice squad and all that, that's good. That means you're not too far away. You're not too far away, man. But that's going to be interesting, that fifth spot or the fourth and fifth spot if James Washington happens to get traded. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Is James Washington and Mason Rudolph going to get traded at the same time? Same package? Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just rambling, man. Uh, let's get into tight ends. Tight ends. Now, this is interesting, but at the same time, I feel like it's clear-cut, right? You have both of these fellas. They have Eric Ebron, Pat Faramuth, and Zach Gentry. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's that clear that Zach Gentry get that third spot. And if Pat Fairmuth ball out tomorrow, we might have to have conversations about Eric Ebron as well. Because you can't keep a kid like Pat Fairmuth that's talented the way he's, like, just as talented as he is. We can't keep him. We can't keep snaps from him. We can't. We can't. And it, it might put Eric Ebron in a spot where it's like, okay, if we can't use you too crazy, we might be able to get something for you. You know, we might be able to trade you, especially if Zach Gentry or Kevin Rader step up. Now, my concern would just be the third spot, Zach Gentry or Kevin Rader. Now, don't sleep on Kevin Rader, man. There was something to be said about that 15-yard catch he had in the Hall of Fame game. Just the way he got it, the way that he was able to go upfield, he was able to catch the ball, go upfield, like, hey, man, the play ain't over yet. It was pretty good. Zach Gentry, I remember he had a big drop. But at the same time, Zach Gentry can block. So that third spot is a little difficult. I feel like what I'm looking for in this game, I'm more interested into that. Like, towards the end of the game, second half, the battle between these two fellas, man. Uh, Zach Gentry and, <clears throat> excuse me, Kevin Rader. Now, if we, I think after this game, the next round of cuts, one of them will be involved. That's my prediction. One of them will be involved. And that's is a matchup, not a matchup, but more of a competition that still a fan should take. Take an eye to. Pay attention to when the game come on. Mid, mid, probably in the middle of the game. Because Pat Fairmuth and Eric Ebron, it's more so like, all right, if Pat Fairmuth keeps showing that he's better than Eric Ebron, worst case scenario is we trade Eric Ebron. And another scenario is we just, you know, just switch him. We just use Pat Fairmuth a little bit more. But that's a good room in itself right there, tight end room. Offensive line. Offensive line. Now. Hold on, let me see. Okay. Now, what they have here, <clears throat> Dave says, Zach Banner, Chooks, Kevin Dotson, Trey Turner, B.J. Finney, Kendrick Green, Joe Haig, Dan Moore. 
crossed out Rashad Coward. Um, oh, yeah, okay. All right, bet. They made a change here. I guess it's updated. Made a change. Uh, took Rashad Coward out and put in J.C. Hasnor. They put him in there. That's Dave. Let me see if Jeff has the same thing. Jeff has Trey Turner, Zach Banner, Chooks, Kevin Dobson, B.J. Finney, Kevin, I mean, excuse me, Kendrick Green, Joe Haig, Dan Moore, and J.C. I'm not going to lie. I totally agree with these guys here. I totally agree. Um, the thing about Coward is I feel like Coward would have, Rashad Coward would have to have another outstanding performance today, I mean, excuse me, tomorrow, and maybe another one a week after to make the team. But other than that, I think that we're just – the funny thing about our offensive line is that low-key we're deep at that position, but we're not because we don't really know the final matchup. We kind of have an idea, but we just have to see them play together. We have to see them play together. They need to play together. They need to be able to – Gel and become one, man. That's the thing about the offensive line. That chemistry, the chemistry between the offensive line has to click first on the offense. If it doesn't click, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time, man. And I don't really feel like... Uh, yeah, man, I, I really can't get in too hard with the offensive line because it's so it's such a question. There's so many questions out there, man. Kevin Dobson... You already know. You heard about it. If you didn't, I'm going to tell you now. You know, he came in. He was kind of injured, so he wasn't practicing too crazy. He was a big hubbub about his um, conditioning. Basically, Mike Tomlin was like, yo, man, he he didn't do anything to earn first team reps, which is a fact because he didn't practice. But you know how the media took it. They took it as, yo, man, this dude ain't even – he ain't nice. What are you doing? Like, he ain't do nothing to earn. What he do? He ain't do nothing to lead to earn nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically how they try to get that off. And that kind of started to go away as Dobson started to practice a little bit more. <clears throat> and I guess that's why Rashad Coward is on the outside looking in because you have, bam, Kevin Dobson saying, hey, I'm back. I'm back on the first team because he's been getting first team reps. But we don't know how that's going to work out. I think it's more like tough love when it comes to Kevin Dobson. Because he was solid last year, y'all. Y'all already know he was solid last year. But you got to keep it going. You got to update that resume. And that's about it. Dan Moore, I would like to see what happens with Dan Moore. I want to see if he ends up being a starter. Uh, I think they switched his position, actually. So I take that back. So unless he's going to take the job from Zach Banner, I don't really know what's going to happen there. Because I think Chooks kind of is penciled in. Like a raceable pin in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, as the starter on the left side. And that might be a big a Ben Roethlisberger call. Just just being comfortable with Chooks, you know? I think Ben would have to see more from Dan or it would have to be certain some type of situation where well they switched them, so they wouldn't have switched them if they felt like, okay, you can still battle for the left side. So we don't know how that's going to work. But shout out to the offensive line, man. I'm rooting for you guys. Y'all have been out of everyone on the offense. Y'all got trashed the most all across the board. So 
I have I want to say I have the most heat out of everybody on the offense. I have the most eyes on you. So I already know y'all guys gonna do the thizzle. And what I'm expecting from the offensive line in this game, basically, is just have some type of chemistry. Uh, don't get blown up in the middle like I seen in the Eagles uh, game in the beginning. Uh, we don't need that. We need more so of what was happening th- towards the second half where, you know, where it's clearly that we had a deeper team than the Eagles, but the way we was dominating at the line of scrimmage, I need to see that from the first and second team. So if we get that, offensive line is still moving in a positive direction. Now let's get to the defense. Defensive line. Got Dave. He has Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Tyson Alualu, Chris Wormley, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Lattermilk. Here we go. Jeff has Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Ste- um, Tyson Alualu, Chris Wormley, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Lattermilk. Both of them have the same guys. And names I didn't say. Is the names they left out. Isaiah Bugs, Alex, Alabama, Alabama Isaiah Bugs. They left them out. We haven't been seeing much from them, I guess. They haven't seen much from them. I really haven't seen much from them in, in this preseason. It's kind of disappointing there. I'm not going to say a lot to you, especially because our defensive line coach is from Alabama. You would think they would, he would be able to get him up to speed. Or get the best out of him. But we don't know. We still have a couple more games to go. They let Abdullah Anderson go. And he had a good game in, at the Hall of Fame game. You know, he had a sack. So, I'm not really too mad. Like, the other name they left out was, um, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, I'm not sure. Was, uh, Henry uh, Mandu. Yeah, they left him out. And I believe Mondor is one of those guys that, ah, yeah, he's on the outside looking. And he's more so of uh, if someone goes down, we go pick him up. But Isaiah, Isaiah Bucks, oof, I, I don't know. I think I think that's more of a disappointment than the other names that was left out. But other than that, yo, you can't get mad at this list. You got all pro. Cam Hayward, Stiller Hall of Famer. I'm calling it now. He's going to be a Stiller Hall of Famer. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Tyson Alawalu. Tyson Alawalu, he went to the Jaguars and said, you know what? Nah, I'm cool. Let me go back to Pittsburgh. He did that. Chris Wormley, he's good when he gets in there. Quality. We get quality play from him. Uh, Carlos Davis, been hearing his name a lot. As far as stepping up, that's why Isaiah Bugs is kind of on the outside looking there. And Isaiah Lattimore, the rookie, he's been picking up as time goes on. Training camp, he had a Hall of Fame game, was cool. The second game versus the Eagles, he was good. So it was like, okay, he's getting better. I like that. I like that, man. Um, I can't really go too crazy about this. Everything I said, I kind of agree with Dave and Jeff on this. And, uh, we can, what I'm looking forward to in this game, as far as the defensive line, I just want consistency. I want guys to be able to stop the run. I want to see third down, can we get to the quarterback? You know, the, the Cam Haywards and whatnot, 
I'm not looking. I know what I'm getting from them. I'm more interested in when we get to the Carlos Davises, the Isaiah Latimos, Isaiah Bugs, um, and that nature. When we get to that, I would like to see how that plays out. To probably, because I feel like outside of Tyson, excuse me, yeah, Tyson, Stefan Todd, and Cam Hayward, and maybe Isaiah Laudermilk. Everything else is up for grabs. And I only say Isaiah Laudermilk because we drafted him, and the progression is is getting better. So it's like we don't really, we can't just let this guy go to the practice squad. Someone's gonna pick him up. So. I think he's kind of safe, but he has to kind of keep proving himself that he's getting better by the day. But, but yeah, I'm not really looking forward to anything. I don't have no crazy expectations out the first team. I just want to see the when we get down to the second, third team, and maybe the fourth team. We're going to see how that thing go. All right. Outside linebacker, we got some changes here. We got some changes here. And I, I, I'm not mad at the changes because the guy that they got in replacing the basically this guy here, <laughs> I'm going to say the names in a minute, but the guy that they have replacing one of the guys here, I ain't mad at it all because he's been showing up. Like He's been showing up. But Dave has TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, Quincy Roche. I'm going to say Roche this time. Um, they had Cassius Marsh crossed him out. Jameer Jones. They crossed them out for Jameer Jones, and Jeff has the same thing. But I'm not mad at that at all, man. Five outside linebackers, you can't, you really can't go wrong with that. You really can't go wrong with that. Cash is, Cash is Marsh, you know, he's he's good, but it's like Jameer Jones is young, and he's getting things done. We, I believe in the in, in the football world that. If you're uh, the older guy, you have to be heads and shoulders above the next guy, the younger guy. And I feel like if if the younger guy is kind of shoulder to shoulder with you and, yeah, you know, he's kind of doing a little bit better than you or or even close to you. Let's say you was doing better than him and he's doing just a little bit like you're just doing a little bit better than him. They're going to go with the younger guy. And Jameer Jones is just keep stepping up. I actually put a poll out on the Stills for Seven podcast Instagram page, uh, Axe Stiller Nation, will Jameer Jones basically make, will he survive the next round of cuts? And I'll actually pull up the percentages in a second. But basically, Stiller Nation said, uh, yeah. We're definitely, definitely going to uh, get the, <laughs> he's going to make this second round of cuts. Let me, I actually got the percentages here. It was 63 to 38. 63 saying, yes, he'll survive the next round of cuts. And it's only going to go higher from there, man, because Jameer Jones is making me think of another Jones we had on our team back in the day that just didn't, didn't pan out too well. And if we have this Jones, it's gonna make everyone forget about the other Jones if they haven't already. Like shout out to shout out to my guy Jersey Connect. We was talking earlier, and he brought him up, and I was like, oh wow, I forgot all about that dude, yo. So yeah, man, everyone does. 
Yeah, man. But Jameer Jones has been stepping it up. So I ain't mad at them taking out Cassius Marsh. I'm not mad at all. And Quincy Roche is like, bro, you come on. Come on. The engine he has and displays and what he's been showing. So, look, man. We solid out there. We solid out there. To the point that Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram, Quincy Roche, and Jameer Jones can literally, literally all play in one game. But I thought it was going to go that way. But we're deep like that. We're deep like that. Like, you won't see our defense getting gassed. A little too crazy. I don't know how many guys will dress for the game, but... It might be good, man. It might be good. Now, this is this is a little what I'm expecting from the outside linebackers is just consistency. Just get to the quarterback. Um, don't allow nothing outside. Basically, who's gonna step out? Like anybody that's not in there, <laughs> you know, is I don't know, man. I don't know. Cat is it's really up to Cassius Marsh if he's gonna have to like be heads and shoulders above. The Jameer Joneses and the Quincy Roches and all that. And if he's not that, he's out of here. Uh, I'm gonna just say that respectfully. But I'm what I'm seeing, what I want to see from the offense, I mean, excuse me, the outside linebackers is just get to the quarterback. Just do what you gotta do. Inside linebacker, whoo. Got a little disagreement here. You got Dave saying Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, of course, Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson. And with the trade of us getting Joe Schobert, uh, Dave took out Marcus Allen, which I ain't mad at, you know? I ain't mad at. Jeff has Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson, took out Gilbert. He had a Gilbert for Schobert. Now, when it comes to this, I think the top two set in stone, Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, that's set in stone. Robert Spillane, He's he's proved that he's capable, but we can't rely on him. I believe that. And Buddy Johnson is that he's a freak. He's a freak. And once he gets the football down, he might be. I don't even want to get into it. But the guys that they took out, we got Marcus Allen, who was a safety. Now he's a linebacker. He's good, but he's he didn't. He's not jumping out on the, off the screen. He's not doing what he should do to probably make the team. Um, I believe a solid performance tomorrow might get him back in the fold. I'm not sure. Well, it's, I think it's between Marcus Allen and Buddy Johnson. And um, now, really, actually, you can throw in uh, UG3. You could throw those three guys in there. One of those three guys will make the team. And right now, I feel like Buddy Johnson has the edge of all three of those fellas. So, I don't know. We can kind of still keep Marcus Allen, but it depends on where our needs are at, you know? Because we can't send Axon to be a safety again, do put on a little bit more weight and all that. So, we don't really know. We don't know, man. We don't know. We'll figure that out. What I'm expecting from the inside linebackers is just be better covering the middle of the field. If Joe Schobert is out there and I see an immediate difference as far as, like, if I can't see the Detroit Lions be able to push the ball, like, in the middle of the field, all right, cool, we straight. I see problem solved. 
not completely solved because it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to keep happening. But all right, we're fine. We're fine there. Like not get killed in the middle too crazy. That's what I'm looking for to, and that's with the first team. I'm more interested into in, in that story than the story of who's gonna be the third, fourth guy. So when it comes to starters, I believe that's the only outside of Big Ben. Maybe just seeing Najee again. I'm not really concerned about the starters outside of those two and the linebackers here so far, so far, when it comes to this game. I want to see Devin Bush continue to improve, and I want to see how Joe Schobert messed with our defense. Now, let's move on to cornerback. You got to hold down the corner, baby. You got to hold it down. Dave has Joe Hayden. Cam Johnson, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> Cam Sutton, James Pierre, Justin Lane, and Mark Gilbert. Jeff has Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, and Justin Lane, Arthur Molette. Now, me, if I'm picking five, my five would be Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, James Pierre, I'm not going to lie, Justin Lane. He's been stepping it up, and I heard he had a great week of practice. So if he continues to build on that, Justin Lane, number four spot, might be a lock because of where we got him in a draft. So if he's able to show anything like he used to be, I guess our expectations of him, he's going to stick around easy. And I, I don't know, yo, and I would have to go with Mark Gilbert for that last spot because what I seen from him was like, oh, that is a guy that's not scared to take a risk. Because he, he, he'll he have a batted ball down. He'll have, you know, I, did he get a pick? I'm not sure. I'm thinking too fast, and I don't want to mess it up. So I, I don't believe that he had a pick. But he definitely got his hand in the play. You know, the, he was able to do his thing. And... I need to see more from Arthur Millette. I need to see. Um, I just need to see someone else make more than just like an interception. Because I feel like an interception can mislead a lot of people, right? Yeah, you can get a pick, but it takes two to get the pick. Really, it takes three to get the pick. The quarterback got to just be off. Um, the receiver got to kind of be off. <laughs> and you got to just be on point. You know, I'm not saying interceptions are easy, but it can be as easy as that if that opportunity is, you know, presented in that in that way. But when you see when you can actually see the guy cover a receiver or a tight end or whoever they have to uh, the running back, but just, you know, receiver and corner. And every time the quarterback gets to the receiver and the corner is always around. Either batting the ball down or making it hard for the receiver to catch the ball. Or even when he catches, just make the tackle right there. You know, that's all That's all we need to see for you to probably make this team. But I think the top four might be set in stone if Justin Lane keep it up, man. So I'm looking for for towards the end of the game, probably third, fourth quarter. When I want From when Justin Lane comes back, comes out there. And everyone else that's in that group, everyone else, the Justin Lanes, Arthur Millettes, the um, 
Shakira Brown, if he's still around, I believe he still is. Uh, Mark Gilbert, all those type of guys. I, I want to see more. I want to see more. But other than that, the top four set in stone. I think the the fifth guys. If we keep a fifth guy, it would be. We'll probably make that decision after next week's game. I think this might be one of the last cuts we make. Or it might be on this round of cuts coming up. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to assume that maybe this is one of the last position rooms to get the cuts, the final cuts. Now, safety. Safety, 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 safety. Interesting here. And I like what I see from both of these guys here. Both of them has Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Miles Killebrew, um, Antoine Brooks Jr., and Trey Norwood. I agree totally with this list. I agree with this list totally. Minka Fitzpatrick, enough said. Terrell Edmonds, I feel like Terrell Edmonds has gotten better each year. And we're going to see the best Terrell Edmonds this year because I honestly believe that Terrell Edmonds won't be on his team next year because of this guy, Miles Killebrew. You know what I'm saying? Or Antoine Brooks Jr. And Trey Norwood is a guy where it's like, okay, do we put him at corner? Do we try him at corner? Do we let him do that? Or do we stick him at safety? Because... Uh, I don't know, man. It's like you can't just let him go because he's been making plays. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I'm interested in the second half when it comes to the safeties in this Lions game. I want to see more Miles Kilbrew, who I believe led the team in tackles in that Eagles game. If not the Eagles game, it was in the Hall of Fame game, but he led the team in tackles there. He, You've seen him. You've seen him. You've seen that man. <laughs> really, you've seen him. Um, yeah, man, I'm interested in the second half when Miles Kilbrew get out there, Antoine Brooks, Trey Norwood, when I get to see those guys. Um, also, I kind of was, well, just for a little bit, just for a start, I like to see how Terrell Edmonds play. I want to see if he makes a play. If Terrell Edmonds make a play, I'm intrigued, but I won't say I'm out there looking for him. So I'll take that back. If he makes a play, I'm gonna be I'm gonna analyze the hell out that play. But safeties, I kind of agree with both of these guys here. We're pretty deep in that regard. Special teams, this is where it gets interesting. 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 Hey. All right, now for kicker they have. Chris Boswell, Chris Boswell, of course. We cut Slowman because Slowman was not going to be the guy. Punter, they both have PH3. I think everyone kind of knows that, but Jordan Barry is making a good case for being cut and getting a job within a week. I think Jordan Barry is doing that. But you don't draft a guy like Pressy Harvin and just to cut him. Not the way that he's made up. He's a special weapon, man. And 
<laughs> Ain't we lucky we got him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then for the holder, this is a little split here. You have Christian Cunt. Uh, what is it? Cunts. Cunts. And you have uh, Cameron Canada, which I'm, I'm familiar with. I'm not going to get too in, into that because, um, you know, a holder's a holder. If you can hold, I mean, I'll hold her. If you can uh, long snap, you can long snap, man. So whoever makes that battle, I'm not concerned about that battle at all. As long as they can do their job, good. But I like seeing uh, Presley Harvin out there doing his thing. So uh, in this game, I'm just looking forward to Pressy, man. So I already know he's going to be out there punting because we're not going to score every drive. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I want to see Pressy out there. I want to see some more coughing punts. I want to see a couple more um, back spins on them, Jones, bounce on the one and it rolls to the two or three. You know, I want to see I want to see him put it in work. Maybe a fake. <gasps> we don't know, man. We're going to have to see, man. We're going to have to see. Um. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. And practice squad. I'm gonna read out the practice squad. I'm not gonna really go too deep into that. I would like to give my opinion on the practice squad guys after we make that decision, right? But I'm not mad. This is like a fire little practice squad here. Um, for Dave, he has for quarterback Josh Dobbs, running back Pete Guerrero, and Trey Edmonds, tight end Kevin Rader. For receiver, Rico Bussey, Matthew Sexton, who I didn't speak about, who I feel like if he takes one to the house, Ray Ray McLeod might have to look out. But he may not. He might not get that chance. He might not get that chance. Anthony Johnson, my guy there. Uh, guard, Malcolm Pridgen. Tackle, Chase Green. For D-tackle, Isaiah Bugs and Henry Mondu. UG3 at... UG3 and Marcus Allen in inside linebackers. Um, corner, two cornerbacks and Shakur Brown and Lafayette Pitts and Lamont Wade at the safety. Like these are uh, guys that are like, you know, capable of being practice squads or maybe not. Who knows? But that's that. <laughs> so, I, but I will get to the practice squad when we actually get there. But I'm not really mad at this 53, man. I feel like it is an interesting 53. I feel like the coaches has, uh, they have a hard job. They got a hard job coming up. They have a hard job coming up. So everyone need to take full advantage of their reps. Full advantage of their reps, please. So you can get the best opportunity to make the team. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys put in that work tomorrow, man. Shout out to everybody that tuned into this, man. You know, I saw it. I saw the 53-man roster. And I, I'm assuming this is not the first time they did this because they had their cross-outs and whatnot. But I found it interesting that that was the first one I came across. I will do my official... Well, I kind of I kind of went over this. I'm not really going to do my official 53. I'm not really in it for that. You know, whoever makes the team, they make the team. And whoever don't make the team, I hope that's not the end of their career, you know, because people work hard to get to where they at. You know, especially the undrafted guys is not going to get an opportunity. You can look at it as a waste of time. But if you get cut, it ain't a waste of time, man. You ain't done. You ain't, in, you ain't done until the game tells you you're done, you know. 
And just because you get cut the first time don't mean you're done. Look at James Harrison. Dude might be going to the Hall of Fame. I think he should be going to the Hall of Fame, despite how <laughs> you know how the end of everything was. But just the way that he played his career and all that, the run he had as a top defender. And this was a man that got cut plenty of times. We cut him. Ravens cut him. Bengals cut him. You know what I'm saying? He was cut by everybody over there. So just because you get cut don't mean it's over. Just keep doing your thing, man. Um, let me see. Let me see. If there's anything else I need to talk about before I wrap this thing on up. Wrap this thing on up. I'm going to wrap this thing on up. Uh, nope. That's it, man. Uh, I'll be back next week. Next Friday, Stills for Seven podcast, episode 64, next week. But in the meantime, make sure you guys lock in to Stills for Seven podcast on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I drop blogs on there, kind of keep people updated what happened during the week, just in case you don't want to wait on the podcast. Um, so make sure you lock in on that. I go live on IG every Wednesday, Sills for 7 podcast. Make sure you lock in 8 o'clock p.m. We always turn up, man. We have a good time. You want to come up there. You want to talk. You want to talk your talk. Still the fans, man. We going to talk. Make sure you lock in, man, every Wednesday. And also, if you ain't really doing much, man, you can lock in on the YouTube page. I go live there as well, but it's just in a different manner. Check that out as well. But make sure everybody tune in, man. This whole thing powered by Adventure Season Network, man. Shout out to the team members, man. It's CavEasy. Follow me everywhere at CavEasy, K-E-V-E-Z-E, for those who don't spell well. But you know I don't judge, man. Pittsburgh still a still a nation. Hey, we coming for seven, man. Stay away to seven, and I'm staring at seven. Hey, number seven going to get number seven? I like that. I like that. Hey, man, make sure you guys got your 3D glasses on because the Pittsburgh still is coming straight at you. You heard? Kev Easy, I'm out of here. Part 8 This that Kobe and Shaq And if you pass the ball, I ain't passing back I'm shooting that, that's a fact That's a heat check, y'all don't want no wreck 30 for 30, that only mean I ain't missed yet 225, and I ain't talking about bench press Catch a case, nah dog. I'll let you stay there We'll pop up out of nowhere It's like a piss but this ain't random Get hit with a bottle of Branson But scratch that, tune in The gang putting in the work Trying to get the positive bread But you over there trying to be the opposite of positive You negative, you begging them to stop my show But it ain't gonna happen, ho Ho, 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 ho That ain't happening, ho, ho Huh? 30 for 30, yeah, I'm back. 30 for 30, yeah, I'm back. This is 8 of 30, gang.